0: Hey everyone, welcome to episode 76 of Something Worth Thinking About. In today's podcast, we want to hear from Romans chapter 8 verses 12 through 17 in order to emphasize two incredible ideas that we find here. First of all, by the Holy Spirit living within us, we cry out to our God, Abba, Father, just as Jesus did in the garden on the night that he was betrayed. Second, we are not only heirs of God, we are co-heirs with Christ. Let's get excited to think and ponder about these things and to change our lives on the basis of our hope that all this is true. In our last podcast, we examined a few of the wonderful realities and blessings of the Spirit of God living within us as described by the Apostle Paul in Romans chapter 8. Before we review these realities and blessings, let's first take a moment to notice that in Romans chapter 8, the Apostle Paul uses the phrase Spirit of God and the phrase Spirit of Christ interchangeably. He does this specifically in verse 9 where it says, You, however, are not in the flesh but in the Spirit, if, in fact, the Spirit of God dwells in you. Anyone who does not have the Spirit of Christ does not belong to him. Now, Paul does not mean anything different when he says Spirit of Christ than what he means by Spirit of God. He's simply changing up the language a bit. Peter does the same thing in 1 Peter chapter 1, verse 11, where he too refers to the Holy Spirit as the Spirit of Christ. This should not surprise us. God is one, and Christ is God. So, to say that the Spirit of Christ is in you, is with you, or that you have the Spirit of Christ, is to say the Spirit of God is with you, is in you. And so we will also remember that Jesus was himself filled with the Spirit without measure, without limitation. And this is the Spirit that lived fully and completely in Christ Jesus and enabled him to do all of the incredible, miraculous signs that Jesus did by the power Of the Spirit. And so there is a very unique sense in which the Holy Spirit is indeed the Spirit of Christ. And finally, we know that Christ is the one who poured out and sent the Holy Spirit on Pentecost. And you can read all about that in Acts chapter 2. So it makes sense that Paul and Peter both would use this language of the Spirit of Christ. Returning now to Romans chapter 8. We are told here that there are some amazing realities and blessings that are ours in Christ that are linked specifically to the Spirit of Christ, the Spirit of God. First, we're told the Spirit of God now lives in us. And Paul is so emphatic about this reality that he says that if you do not have the Spirit of Christ, then you do not belong to Christ. So there can be no argument here. Having the Spirit and belonging to Christ go hand in hand. Paul goes on to explain that the same Spirit that was in Jesus and raised Him back to life will also give life to our mortal bodies in the coming day of glory. And then we come to verses 12-17 through that we want to especially hear today. So let's hear the Word of God. In his glory. Here, Paul emphasizes this wonderful reality that since the Spirit of God lives in us, we can do something we were not able to do on our own before the Spirit came into our life. By the power of the Spirit living within us, we can put to death the misdeeds of the body. This is an important part of what it means to be led by the Spirit. This is where the Spirit will lead us and what the Spirit will both lead us and empower us to do. Being led of the Spirit is, for Paul, an identifier for being a child of God in the very same way that we know Jesus was the Son of God because of the manifestations of the Spirit living within him Paul here is saying that this is how we know someone is a child of God. We will see the evidence of the Spirit's work in their life. As he says again here in verse 14, For those who are led by the Spirit of God are the children of God. Now Paul does not repeat it here, but this is really simply another way of saying what he had already said in verse 9, that anyone who does not have the Spirit of Christ does not belong to him. Paul is emphatically imploring us throughout this section of his weighty letter to the Christians in Rome that we must understand and realize that the Holy Spirit of God not only lives in us, but gives life and power to us. We therefore have an obligation to be led by the Spirit to put to death the sinful cravings, desires, and deeds of the flesh. We are the children of God and we are to live as the children of God. We are no longer slaves to sin. The Son of God has forever set us free. I remind you, the words of Christ in John chapter 8, verse 36, where Jesus said, If the Son sets you free, you will be free indeed. Let's hear that again. If the Son sets you free, you will be free indeed. Christ has set us free. We are. Free indeed. And as Paul continues here in verses 16, 15, and 16, he says, For you did not receive a spirit of slavery to fall back into fear, but you have received a spirit of adoption. When we cry, Abba Father, it is that very spirit bearing witness with our spirit that we are children of God. If you have never prayed this way, I invite you, urge you, implore you to pray this way today. Cry to your God, Abba, Father. Jesus himself taught us to pray, Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. And Paul is here telling us that the Spirit of Christ living within us is bearing witness with our spirit that, when, that we are Indeed, children of God who can and ought to pray, Abba, Father, just as Christ did in the Garden of Gethsemane so long ago. And wait, as the old television commercials used to say it, wait, that's not all, there is more. We are not afraid. We are no longer slaves. We cry out, Abba, Father. Father because we are children of God. And this also means that we are heirs of God and co-heirs with Christ. It's unbelievable. It's unbelievable everything that Paul is saying about us in light of the gospel of Jesus right here. And yet this is exactly what the gospel of Christ declares. And this Unbelievably great stuff is what we believe. And this is why Paul will write in verse 32 that Christ or that God also along with Christ, God along with Christ will give us everything. We are co-heirs with Christ. We will inherit everything that is God's. We will inherit the coming kingdom of God that has been prepared for us since the very foundation of the world. This coming reality, this hope, gives us a new sense of passion to pray as Christ taught us to pray so long ago. Not only our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name, but that next phrase as well, your kingdom Come. Throughout Romans chapter 8, Paul is giving us a sense of God's kingdom power already coming into the lives of God's children here and now as we wait for the coming day of Christ. We live by the Spirit. The Spirit lives in us. In light of this reality, as children of God, we are to be led by the Spirit, we are to put to death the misdeeds of the body and live today as God's children will live in the coming age, doing the will of God on earth as it is in heaven. Let this profound thought sink deeply into your heart. Do as Mary did with the words of the angels and the shepherds and treasure it up. If you are a child of God, you are an heir of God and a co-heir with Christ. You have an unbelievable inheritance coming your way. So live by the Spirit. Be led by the Spirit. Keep in step with the Spirit because you are a child of God, an heir of God, and a co-heir with Christ.